This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Good afternoon. Welcome into On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Whether you're listening in your car, on your desktop, at theticketfm.com, or if you're tapped into the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Wherever you're listening or watching, we appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in and being a blockhead with us. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. Full day of content over the next two hours for you. Uh, but first of all, need to let you know we are sponsored by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Stricky, you made it home last night. Yeah. You made it safe. Yeah. That means you can make it to Mary Ellen sometime this weekend. Yes, that is the plan, but uh, that won't be the plan, unfortunately. Um, my my little niece, uh, Michaela. Uh, Michaela will be having her birthday this weekend. Oh, happy birthday and this weekend. I told her Uncle Strick is going to come and celebrate it with her. My sister uh, has a plan to do something quite unique. Um She's going to... Michaela, if you're listening, shut the radio off. Well, she's, she's in Dallas, so that's a good thing. Okay. So she, she's not tuned in. Oh, she's she at school. She can listen worldwide. Okay, good. There and she's go. not like the uh, our guy. Not, I, Seb- not Sebastian. Not Sebastian. He's not, <laughs> not, not like that listening in. Um, there, she's going to do like a little hibachi, like Ooh. outside. And so the weather is not going to be good and conducive for it on Saturday, so she may shift it to Sunday. It's going to be about 70 degrees. So we'll do it uh, probably that day. You know, it's, uh, everything from steak, shrimp, um, chicken, uh, lobster, uh, some scallops, and uh, some something else. Um, so it's going to be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Get a chance to uh, hang out with the fam. Absolutely. Safe travels down there this weekend. Still here on the block. We'll have you on Monday, yep. too, I believe. So yep, I'll be back Won't Monday. miss a day. Yep, appreciate yep. that. Uh, busy day ahead on the show, like we said. Uh, what's on the block here today? We'll talk about the Nebraska basketball win by the women last night at Illinois. Big one. Huge one. For the women. That's good for that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Riola reportedly canceled his visit to Georgia. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, the football press conference yesterday, uh, and also just some spring football quarterback battles across the country. There's a lot of interesting situations, especially with the transfer portal really heated up in a number of places. And then the three o'clock hour is going to be a lot of NBA. Uh, the second half gets underway tonight. All-Star break is over. Uh, everyone's bodies should be back from vacation. We'll see if the minds are on the first day back. And uh, Sed Sabalas on the show as well. Yeah, yeah so Sed, Sed uh, will jump on. Uh, we'll probably have him a couple times a month, you know, definitely as we close out the NBA season, have some discussions with him. We'll tap into some of those uh, NBA storylines uh, when we get him on. Uh, kind of get his feedback. He was there in Utah a little bit probably about the All-Star game for him and what his thoughts are, what, what going forward. Um, also the CBA has been extended to March 31st. I will, we'll touch on that a little bit, what that means, what the possibility I happen to be a part of, uh, uh, you know, a CBA, um, uh, negotiation Mm. where we ended up going to a, um, you know, it was a lockout and, uh, we held our ground and, uh, we had half a season. 
So um, just just kind of what that looks like. And I, I don't think we're there. And uh, I think they're a little bit closer than what, you know, probably we were back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll probably touch on a little bit of that, too. Good deal. So stay tuned for that in the three o'clock hour. But Strick, starting off here with the Nebraska women's basketball win, a 90 to 57 Man. win top for the women team. on top 25 Illinois yeah. on the road. Illinois came to Lincoln and beat Nebraska. This is big for revenge. Instruct. This is just a game the team needed. Had to yeah. find a way to get. It was going to be a challenge on the road. They made it look easy. They won every quarter, which to me tells me the team was playing consistently well all night. They shot it well from three. Your stars showed up. For a team that needed this in the worst way, it probably couldn't have happened any better. Yeah, no question. Jazz Shelley leading all five Huskers in uh, double figures. Um, they had multiple players, and, and this is probably one of the most consistent games, like you said, that they've played. Uh, her 26 points, but even more is that she'd been struggling. So mm-hmm. the fact that she was very efficient. Um, another thing that they've been struggling at is turnovers. Uh, so to only really have 10 turnovers as well. Um, you know, Izzy Bourne comes out big with a double-double with 16 and 13. Um, so, you know, they improved to 15 and 13, only seven and 10. They're going to need, they're going to need it. They're going to need to, to, to definitely win this last game, mm-hmm. uh, senior night, they're going to have to run it off and, and, and make a strong, long push. I mean, probably if they're going to have any shot, they're going to probably need to definitely get to the, uh, you know, towards the final, uh, I think, um, you know, being under 500 in big 10, um, they've got what now, I think what? Three quad one wins. Uh, well, not, not, yeah, three three uh, wins over uh, ranked opponents. Mm-hmm. I think what Ohio State, um, Michigan, and uh, wasn't, this Kansas, one. wasn't Kansas the first? Oh, one? Kansas too. So this is their fourth. Yeah, yeah. So they've got they've got four of them, and that's good. I mean, you've got to you've got to look at the fact that they're playing consistently. They shot great in free throws. Maryland. Maryland was Maryland. the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they shot they shot great. Um, you know, they struggled in top 15 teams. I mean, these teams have been the lower tiers of the top 25. So, yeah, you know, they, 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 we're, we're hoping that they can put a nice run together and, and, and make a push at it. I mean, they got veteran leadership to do it. It's just they a do. matter of them going out and doing it. Is this a game, Strick, that you think could be a spark for this team, or is this kind of a, a last hurrah? They poured it all into this game. You hope to win at home on senior day, but this was just, you know, four games of frustration all let out at once. Well, it can be. I think it can be a spark, um, but we'll find out against Northwestern, right? A team that right. you should beat. Uh, you should have this kind of dominant performance. Everything should be remain consistent. If you can have, you can put two two consistent games together, kind of rest, come back, get some work in, practice, head out to Minnesota, and, and then see what your matchups are going to be, and then uh, go in there and let it roll. <laughs> Literally, just right. get after it. Uh, let, let the uh, chips fall where they may. So, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they finish it out. Uh, senior day for the Nebraska women's basketball team will be on Sunday, a 1 o'clock tip-off against Northwestern. Tickets available be there to support the Lady Huskers as they do make that postseason push. Turning our attention elsewhere in Husker land, let's go to the recruiting headline first, Strick. I haven't seen this confirmed, but there's rumor floating around the internet that Dylan Rayola, number one recruit, we know the name, we know who he is, uh, reportedly canceled his visit to Georgia. Wow. What do you make of that? Uh, I mean, uh, that that's that's huge. I mean, that's a top-tier program. That's a national championship program. It's a program that has consistently been in the top of, uh, you know, uh, college football, you know, greats. Mm-hmm. And uh, to pass that up, regardless, uh, that's that's huge. Um, 
he still, you know, got time in the process, but to 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 not take that visit, that you know, I don't, I'm not going to put nothing on it crazy, but you, you've got to look at it, and and this is important. This is an important year, not necessarily where you have to go out and go ten and two or nothing like that, but mm-hmm. this is an important year if, if the Huskers want to, you know, they've got an established relationship, they've got um, good inside roads, um, they know that. There's going to be a quarterback need, um, so there's a place for him. I think they're going to have to show and prove that their, um, you know, their their specialties, their their, um, um, you know, the receivers are going to be, you know, solid and, and good and uh, make plays. Um, you know, love to see that you know the tight end group can can also ramp up and, and be better. And if you could do that and show that you can move the ball and you can win some games and, you know, make a, a, a good name for yourself for this com- upcoming season in your first year, you may have a, you have, may have a shot. You may be in the mix. Nebraska reportedly still in the mix with Oregon and USC, the other two teams. Of course, the Rayola family uh, has its base in Arizona right now. So staying on the West Coast makes a lot of sense. Oregon, I still think, has some of that, that flash appeal. One of the, you know... Headline programs, even if they haven't, you know, had the the upper level elite success in a long time, I still feel like you hear Oregon, it's a brand. You get attention, you know you're going to be visible. And USC has probably the best quarterback whisperer of the last decade in Lincoln Riley out there right now. So two appealing options on the table. It's interesting. It would be interesting to know, too, why, if it's true, Riley did cancel his visit. Was it he's out on Georgia or is it? George is out on him. Yeah. Um, it, it, maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. You know, I we're only speculating. <laughs> we can only right. speculate at this point. But, um, you know, I guess some of the discussions are, that are out there is that he feels good about what, you know, this place has to offer and bring. Um, he hasn't been kicked out, <laughs> you know, as <laughs> right. far as in his mind, still in yeah. running that, that, that's all you can ask for. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you put out a product and, and, uh, you know, go for it, go shoot for the stars. Absolutely. Uh, continuing our kind of Nebraska shoot around here, we'll move to football. The, the press conference held yesterday, uh, Donovan Riola, uh, Corey Campbell and Rob Dvorak all talked yesterday. I want to start with what, uh, Corey Campbell had to say strike. And he mentioned that, uh, Coach Rule and himself were interested in getting a little more technology in the weight room. Some, you know, workload monitors, some GPS trackers. And he also mentioned the importance of sleep and hydration. How, just how important as an athlete are those things and how important is it to not overlook them? Well, they're really important. Also, you know, your your diet, mm-hmm. um, you know, the energy levels of, of, uh, of a complete uh, dietary, you know, uh, system. Uh, but one of the things I just loved about him is that he's very knowledgeable. Um, he understands the science and what, what 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 that all entails as far as bringing that in the weight room. Um, you know, he expresses a want and a desire to be on the cutting edge of of everything in sports science. Uh, that's good. That's where I guess you you come up with the go the go big project that they're mm-hmm. they're trying to implement. Um, but one of the things I love about what he you know he has to say and what Rule had to say about him is Rule praised his versatility. Um, his versatility that he's, you know, 
brings with inclusion and, and physical therapists that they added with Matt Hobbs. And and when you hear Campbell talk about that, he he understands the staying in his lane and what he does and allowing those other individuals that he's incorporated into the system to be great at what they do. Um, he, he expresses first priority, you know, when when they arrive at Nebraska is, is a, it's, it's about and you can see this collectively in the coaching staff as a whole, that they're talking about relationships, mm-hmm. relationships and the importance of relationships and establishing rapport with uh, all that come in. And, and uh, you know, so he, he, he basically said that regardless of how good his strength and conditioning program in is, um, it doesn't mean anything without the players buying in. So, um, you know, when they have discussions with each other, an understanding of what, those young men want to accomplish mm-hmm. him understanding what he needs them to accomplish and kind of mirroring and putting those two together to make the best out of them. What was your relationship with your strength coach like here at Nebraska? Uh, the relationships with the strength, strength coach were always uh, great. I mean, um, I wasn't a typical, I was a naturally strong guy. So right. for me, uh, I, I have a capability of bulking. Mm-hmm. So it was really getting with my strength and conditioning guys to understand, you know, my body, my body type, and really just about um, making it conditionally uh, to keep lean, but not to over bulk. The, mm-hmm. the strength was already there. Just just work with that to kind of keep me lean and, and, and you know, just prime for, for getting the job done on the court. Mm-hmm. From your time at Nebraska to your time in the NBA – what was the difference between college and pro, you know, conditioning and workouts? Did you see any changes? Was it pretty similar from Nebraska to the pros? What was the comparison well, there? Well, Nebraska's program was was top level at the time, and and so that was always great. A lot of your your strength and conditioning, like I I literally had to, you know, I, I wasn't LeBron esque in paying a million dollars to right. to have it, but <laughs> I had to pay. I, I paid a. Uh, some of my best seasons was when I had, um, you know, my personal trainer that I was able to get with. And, and then what they do is, you know, they, 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 they work on maintaining and, and mm-hmm. obviously the longevity. And it's just about recouping and, and, and keeping the muscles in the area strong so that you don't uh, find any weaknesses in certain areas and, and the things that you're doing on the court. So, um, you know, it's a little bit different. It's, it's very much a lot of you. But then when you get with the team, then they, they get with you now. Your development guys, you kind of – they'll come and fly to you and, and they'll work you out or they'll meet you in certain places. Like there's a group of us that would meet in L.A., group of us that would meet in Houston. So sometimes they would fly and, and kind of get with us on that level. Uh, more more with the development than, than, than the weight staff. Is there anything that you see athletes do or use now in their training that you would have liked back in your playing days? I mean, some of the stuff that they have is like a, is phenomenal. I mean, I've, I've briefly talked about it some on the, on the block and, you know, like I said, you know, certain injuries that we would have, I mean, we throw a little toe, uh, a little toe uh, sleeve on or, or like a, a mitten and put our feet in, in cold buckets. And we had tens machines that they allow mm-hmm. us to take home and do different things like that. But, you know, the fact that you can get in pools now and run so you don't have the stresses on the body that you would normally have in the recovery processes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's different measurement type tools now that you can lose to, you know, to specifically target uh, certain things. So, yeah, the technology is just way better. We have that technology. We see them using it. Nebraska seems to be, you know, trending that direction to using some of it. But Corey Campbell also said there's no substitute for strength and no reason for a lack of it. You know, pick up a 45-pound plate, put it on the bar. Pick up a 45-pound dumbbell, move it. 
why has Nebraska's strength program slipped if there's you know no excuse to not be strong? That, that, that's a question that hopefully we could <laughs> maybe get him on the show and have the answer uh, because you know yeah. Um, it, you, you, like you said, you've got to have a relationship with those young men, and um, it, 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 it goes beyond encouragement. You, you can only want so much for a, a player. They've got to want it for themselves too, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed in, in, our, in, you know, in the former generations of them is that it was, it was worked out by hierarchy. The hierarchy set the standard, and the young ones tried to measure up to the standard mm-hmm. um so maybe if you have a group you know there, it only takes a couple of it's not generationally but it takes a couple of of teams to just kind of have lackluster or laziness or whatever mm-hmm. which then young players can watch and observe and they they just say it's just a go by to get by you know what i mean sure and so that can happen gotcha uh, Donovan Royola also at the podium. He mentioned cross-training guys. He's been impressed with Ben Scott, the Arizona State transfer at center, but also mentioned he's training some other guys there, and he wants his guys to be versatile, to be able to play center, tackle, and guard. One example of that is, you know, Nuri Wheeler, who was left guard last time we saw him, is going to work at left tackle with Teddy Prohaska out. What, what in your mind is better, to specialize and be really good at one position or to have that versatility where you can swing over in a pinch? Versatility is always huge. I mean, just speaking on basketball terms, uh, there are guys that specialty. They're specialty guys. They're defensive guys. They're just rebounding guys. They're, you know, yeah, you can be great in doing that. We saw what that meant for, like, a Dennis Rodman and, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, guys like that. But the more versatile you are, the more valuable you become. So the the more that you can learn – and 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 be good at multiple positions that means you have to be good at feet you have to be good at at leverage you have to you know there's a lot of different techniques that that different that are different from each position so mm-hmm. um the more that you can learn the more versatile that you be, become because think about it in the nfl you only have a certain amount of players that you can you know put on roster right. some you want to add more of and you know if you can have one or two linemen that can do two different or three different things they're more valuable to you than than one particular um you know specialty guy is it fair to say too that it's probably better to be versatile early in your career so you can find a way to stick and do more things off or more but then as you get older is it more okay to specialize um yeah i mean it's okay it's okay to be be good at it i mean if you're you know, strictly a, a left tackle guy, and you know you you're used to covering backside. There's there's things that you know technic technically wise that guys like to do with bull rushes. You you kind of understand that guys that are speed rushers, guys that you know are 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 very good at at spinning and doing different mm-hmm. things. You know, you just have to be you know you you'll know coming off of that it's different than you have an inside leverage with a center there and 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 being able to kind of you know bounce and just read different stunts and it's just different right so yeah um i i don't think it's a problem with it but you know the the more that you can be good at it it helps for sure uh one other thing that i want to touch on that Corey campbell said here before we hit our first break uh he said when we look at developing athletes here as a holistic approach it takes a village to train these athletes and get them to saturdays and perform at a high level i think that speaks to the versatility right a holistic approach not just training one aspect of them but he also said it takes a village. How many people, you know, give or take, does it take to train a football team or a basketball team in the weight room? Uh, 
I mean, he Dozens? said it in himself. He said, I mean, he could. It doesn't take a lot, but if you have other aspects of guys that focus on specific areas and specific mm. things, it makes you able to be great at getting guys up to speed in one specific area where then you're not so, you know, divergent on all kinds of different aspects of it. You know, you're aware of them, but mm-hmm. the better at letting uh, letting people do what they do well, if you have a staff to do it, you have the means by which to do it, go, go make it happen. For sure. Uh, on the text line, uh, anonymous texter says, versatility is good, but he believes it depends on the player. If they can't handle the mental load of moving across positions, then you start just confusing them and then mistakes are made. Yeah, that's true. It makes sense. But here's the other thing. If you cross-train guys so they learn other positions, I feel like it helps them at their one specialized position because if they know what everyone else is doing, they know all they have to do at their one position. Well, let's just take it out for football. Just think about how versatile and, and, and multi, a multifaceted infielder can be. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody that doesn't just specialize at, at being great at the shortstop position but can also go on the ends, those hot corners and handle that. But then also if you need him to, can shift over there and play first base if you need him to. Right. Just think about how valuable that is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I still think that there's value in versatility, but, you know, don't take that away from, you know, them and, and let them be great at what they do and be be great at it. But, you know, if if you have it, it's good. It's good to have. Sure. Uh, we have uh, Cubsker and Kip on the text line asking NBA questions. Derek, I'm going to save those for hour two when we get into the NBA discussion. Uh, one about technicals and one about NBA travel. So let that percolate a little bit. Be thinking about that. Kip and Cubsker will answer those questions in the 3 o'clock hour. If you have any questions for Strick, Husker football, Husker basketball, NBA, uh, spring football, anything like that, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, and the Sarder Heyman text line are open for you all show long. When we get back, we're going to talk about some spring football quarterback battles across the country. What are some of the more interesting battles? Who are some of the names to know across the country? We'll dive into that and what the ramifications are for those teams on the other side.